Greetings, and thank you for tuning in to Gullah House Media. We hope you enjoyed the conversation in last week's episode. Get ready for part two of our three-part series, What is Gullah Geechee? You say, what is Gullah Geechee? I would say, I am Gullah Geechee, because um, there's so many of us who are, you know, um, some people have the misconception that Gullah Geechee is only the cultural heritage that has been maintained or retained in a certain region. But um, just like other people, you know, there's people who are descendants of Jamaican Maroons, which is considered an ethnicity within Jamaica. Um, and Gullah Geechee's are considered an ethnicity within the United States of America, who would say, well, you know, I'm born in Brazil, but my father and his father and his father's father, they were all Jamaican Maroons. And they would say, well, you know, I'm, I may be a Brazilian citizen, but I'm of Maroon heritage. I'm, I'm a Maroon. And it's the same way with Gullah Geechee's. But people haven't been encouraged to identify as such. Because of stigmatization. Yes, because of the centuries of stigmatization. Mm -hmm. You understand? Um, I can go a little deeper for you. Please. You understand. Um, when the Europeans decided that they wanted to come here and engage in trade with the Africans, you have to understand who among the Africans controlled and dominated the trade and why okay. and how they did that and what happened to them. Um, when the Europeans were here, there was only myths and legends and stories that they had heard about this part of the world. And um, all of the stories were fa of, of fascination, of gold, of wealth, of peace. Of, of beautiful people, mm. of food and music and culture. Um, this region, this sub-Saharan, what they call South of the Sahara, um, Western Sudanic region, where Western Sudan. Yeah, where at the time, Mali, the Mali Empire stood supreme in all of the land. Um, I don't think that you could have found another empire more powerful or stronger than Mali at that time in history, not only in Africa, but in the world. Um, I say that because it can be backed up by historical facts. And so, absolutely, the European knew that they were poor and they came here to come up. So first of all, we gotta understand that we were the people to come and trade with, just like we are now. You gotta come trade with us for what we produce. And so, um, and what we have naturally been been endowed with. Um, so when the European came, they came to the coastal region. And the coastal region had population, but the population wasn't as condensed as in the interior. And the population lived a lifestyle that wasn't as exposed internationally as the culture in the, in the interior. So these were traditional peoples, peaceful peoples, you know, natural born, organic, loving, um, sovereign Africans who lived in their villages and their government was their family. The elders was their leaders, you know, their women had power. And um, we lived a lot of times in decentralized, um, um, stateless communities, just scattered. Um, so Europeans took us basically by the blind side. The Atlantic coast would have been the blind side of Mali. 
Mm. It would have been the blind side. It, okay. it, it would have been you keeping up from behind. I, um, that water. Yeah. And so what happened with that is that over the years, as the Europeans begin to raid the coast um, and, 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 and take our wealth in many different forms from uh, people, human, mm -hmm. uh, salt, Mm -hmm. Gold, rice, anything that um, we were ready to sell for what they had to offer, what we were ready to exchange, or what they can get their hands on. You understand? They, the European came here looking for markets to raid, and so um, you know, as that happened over you know over time, you also had the rise of the Songhai Empire, and the rise of the Songhai Empire in, in the East. It really had a major impact on um, Mali at the time. Um, Mali began to collapse due to internal fighting. People like to only focus on that and then blame Mansa Musa for showing the gold in Mecca. But yes, um, the please. reality is that everybody in the world knew that um, that, that that West Africa had the gold. Yeah, long before be the Mali, long before the Mali Empire, you had Wagadu, and the the emperor of Wagadu name was Ghana and it meant the king of gold and 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 so the people knew that this was a region of gold it wasn't only because of Mansa Musa um in fact the word Guinea means gold mm. um and 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 Guinea Guinea was the word for gold actually even in Europe in the times where you had the um the, the, you know the middle ages the medieval ages where their gold still was coming across the Sahara Desert into North Africa, across the Mediterranean, into Europe. The gold still was coming from here, this region. And there were people who controlled that gold trade. You understand? So you have to understand that the European knew exactly who they was raiding and what they was coming for. You know, um, a, lot of the, a lot of our ancestors were captive warriors. People who would have been defending the, the, the markets and the trade of Mali, you know, um, in reality. In the interior, the coastal kingdoms were a little different. Were a little different. Mm -hmm. um, Mali ultimately spilled over, the Malian population ultimately spilled over into the coastal region as a consequence of invasions, as a consequence of the collapse of Mali. But how did Mali collapse? Mali collapsed because in the north, there were invasions. There were invasions by Moroccans. There were, um, among them were Turegs, which, which they called the Berbers or Amazing. Um, there were incursions, invasions by Muslim jihadist extremists who, um, who, who sought more of a political and economic domination and um, um, over the trade, the trans-Saharan trade. They wanted to destroy Mali. And in the midst of that, it weakened Mali to a point where there were fights and feuds within the ruling house. There was said at one time that there was three mansas. They broke down into three different empires, you know? Um, and so it just caused so much disruptive disruption in our traditional trade. Our economy was hit. And people start fleeing, people start running away. People started running away. People ran in a southwestward direction. 
people, who, and, and if you understand what I mean by southwestward direction, I'm talking about from Mandang Central, which would be located in Guinea and, and, and south uh, West Mali, that area, um, some of Ivory Coast maybe. Um, people moved uh, westward and southward from there and came into contact with the populations that were already living in the forest region of, of, of modern-day Liberia, Sierra Leone, um, coastal Guinea, um, Avoria, where you have a patch of rainforest which creates a form of, which supports a form of agriculture that the Europeans found great value in later on um, because of the rice cultivating skills that the people in that region had advanced as opposed to other regions. So okay. when I say that, I mean that Mali was an empire that was collapsed as a consequence of um, Islamic invasions from the north across the desert and also the rise of um, formerly subjugated people, people who were under them um, in, the, in, in the east. And then also the arrival of the Europeans on the coast. So they was getting the three way, three different They were directions. closed in. Yeah. There was nowhere to go but south and westward. And so this is how the Europeans became potential trade partners for those who were being forced out of their land by wars. And so we don't understand what stimulated um, so many um, captives, so much yes. fighting. We don't understand what, what could have made us just go all out like that, you know? What could have made us fight each other? And a lot of times we take for granted that, um, you know, we're all Africans, but we've all represented different um, groups at the same time and, and traditionally. And so you can't put today's um, 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 reality onto, um, you know, a thousand years ago and then come up with the same vision. Yeah. It's just impossible. Yeah. Um, history is, is understood era by era, mm -hmm. era specific. There was a black power um, movement era in our history. That's not now. But some people want to always turn now into that. And now is now. And so we also do that historically with other things as well. Um, so I say that because obviously Mali was an empire that had over 250,000 um, soldiers, um, thousands of cities, urban areas that um, had enough gold um, by, by the early 1300s to, um, for Mansa Musa to do what he did. Um, they what say, did he do? They say Mansa Musa was the wealthiest man on the, in the world, but he was a Mansa who inherited head. the throne. Okay. So are we yes. talking about his private money? Are we talking about the, the Bank of Mali? Okay. And so um, these are the things that people need to really begin to think about. He was an emperor. He controlled, he controlled the treasury. So how did he inherit the throne? Well, legend has it that, according to his own words, during his... Uh, his Islamic pilgrimage, his Hajj, that he ascended to the throne as a consequence of a man who would have been his uncle, mm. um, Abu Bakr. Um, and Abu Bakr was a Mansa. But Abu Bakr became obsessed with the sea. Abu Bakr, he decided that he wanted to venture out and see what's on the other side of the water. And Kenya, you can turn this video this, this phone around and show them that this is the West African coastline. This, uh, this is Freetown. 
So as you see that water out there, as you see that, of course that is the Americas. Yeah, this is the Atlantic Ocean. This is the Atlantic coast. Yeah. You know, um, Freetown is situated on the um, fourth largest natural harbor on Earth, which is why the Europeans who came by sea saw this place as a fill-up station. Yeah, it's called they, the watering hole. They used to call hole. it the watering hole mm -hmm. during those times. The Europeans did. Yeah. And they used to call this area the Rice Coast because when they came here, that's what they wanted. They wanted rice. They wanted rice. They wanted the rice farmers. And you know what, y'all? We actually live right um, downstairs from us. Is a natural spring. Yeah. It water comes from it all year all round. All year, all, year round. Year round. all year round. So they call this is one a fresh water. Fresh water is yeah. everywhere here. Yeah. So if you imagine if you're coming from Britain somewhere, and you finally come down the coast and it's salt water, salt water. You don't find a place where you really can. Um, you know, anchor your ship and sit down for a minute. Some fine weather, some easy, you know, trees you can grab some fruits from, some friendly people, you know. Um, and water is very important, man. Eh? Oh, water is like. You know, water is 70% of the body and the mm -hmm, earth. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's very, very important. Um, you know, people went where they could get what they needed. They came here, Food, they came abundant. here for wood. For shipping, Timber, to, 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 this for shipping day. supplies to build their ships mm -hmm. because they were able to sit here and have fresh water non-stop mm -hmm. here. And, but the only thing about it is that there is a um, special connection between Sierra Leone and particularly the Gullah Geechee people. Yes. And it has been called the rice and mosquito connection by by uh, by certain historians and anthropologists. Um, and, and there's a good reason. The mosquito is the carrier of malaria yeah. and yellow fever, right? Yes. Evolves from that. Of course. And so um, that mosquito was a killer for the European when Here. they first came to this land. <laughs> they used to call this yes. the white man's grave. Yes, this is the because name. Because after he jumped off the boat like Peter Pan, and thought it was just a never-never land full of fruits and friendly black people and, and, and fresh water, that mosquito started attacking his ass. Excuse my language. But that mosquito started biting the white man. And the white man ran back to his ships. And he resolved to say, no, I'll just stay on these islands. Mm -hmm. And um, it's one of the reasons why this country is not like South Africa today. Right. Stay tuned for the final installment of our What is Gullah Geechee series here on Gullah House Media.